0: You're listening to community-supported Akaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at akaville.org. Akaville, where every instrument is portable. At the top of the hour this hour, Voices Only 2016 is out. With 38 tracks on two volumes, the newest installment of Voices Only has been released by its eponymous parent company. Four high school groups are represented, Vocal Rush, 11th Hour, One Voice, and Tag, among the many collegiate groups. Included are well-known groups like the SoCal Vocals, Voices in Your Head, Beelzebubs, and Whiffin' Poofs. Also on the compilation are lesser-known artists like Wright State's Ethos, University of Chicago's Run for Cover, University of Michigan' Compulsive Liars, and the Miami University Open Fifth. What they all have in common are great tracks, and you'll find them on the compilation, and of course, right here at Occaville.
1: Hello, Aquaville fans. Welcome to Tacapella. I'm your host, John Lampis. We are back here on season two. We took a little hiatus. This is the third episode of season two. And today I am joined by Amanda Tran, also known as A Tran. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. Amanda, thanks so much for coming on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited.
1: Of course. We're trying to, we're getting people that aren't just my undergrad friends. We're getting into the real world of acapella with real, real real people and big ideas. So um, Amanda, can you just like tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in the world of acapella?
2: Yeah. So I started out, um, I went to the University of Washington here in Seattle and Mm -hmm. I was in the co-ed group here. We were originally called the Huskies. Um, It's now called Fermata. So I was in the group, um, between 09 to 2013 for my entire undergrad career there. Um, I majored in anthropology, medical anthro and global health and did a music minor. So I didn't mm-hmm. do too much music study. So it was really great to have Fermata on the side and to just let all the musical things out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in my four years there, uh, my senior year, I actually pushed the group, and we were able to compete in our very first ICCA season. Congrats. So that was really exciting. So after graduating, I became the advisor for the group, and this past season, um, it was actually Fermata's very first time ever in the history of UW Yay. winning the quarterfinal regional. So that was really exciting. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. And so um, after graduating um, in 2013, I was like, well, how am I going to do acapella? The only way to keep doing it is to start my own group. And so I actually uh, picked a few of my friends in Fermata and was like, hey, do you want to sing in a small group with me? And we actually have another group on campus called Awaz. Mm-hmm. They're a South Asian fusion group. So they mix, they do mashups of Bollywood songs and Top 40 stuff. So it's a really cool experience. Um, and they have a beatboxer. His name is Shahir. And when I did, when we did the joint concert, I was like, he has to be in this group. Um mm-hmm. He's not traditional in the way that most beatboxers are more vocal percussionists in the collegiate scene. He's more of the freestyle b-boy hip hop style. And so okay. that was really cool to add to the texture of C note, um, which is the quintet that I started. Can you describe what that is,
1: his unique vocal percussion sound? Cause I, I am ridiculously uncultured and have no idea like <laughs> what other kinds of vocal percussion there are other than like Kevin Rosula, yeah. what is it?
2: Yeah. I think, well, Kevin is a good, I feel like he's a good mashup of the two worlds. Um, When I I think of vocal percussion, I think of like a drummer, like a drum set, Uh like a live acoustic drum set. When I think of a beatboxer, I'm thinking like a loop station, more like sound effects. He does like these weird like siren noises and like crab scratches and just the texture of the way he beatboxes and the sounds that he like strings together, it just sounds more... I don't know, more hip hop, more electronic, maybe, as opposed to when in a collegiate group, it's very, very clean and a very, yeah. like, I'm a so, drummer with a very precise beats type yeah. of thing. Yeah.
1: So does he use uh, loop pedals or anything like that?
2: um Not in our live show, um, he does not use any loop stations. But when he does like some solo stuff, he'll use like a loop station and yeah. like create oh, loops man. and like rap over them. So it's cool because he has that rap background, and so we're able to incorporate his original raps with either of if, if we're doing like cover and we add in an original rap in the song or actually mm-hmm. on our upcoming album yeah. it's a full length actually um we're super excited it's finished we finished all the tracking on it um but we did include an original full original rap song in there so pretty That's excited really about cool. that and we're yeah. gonna be
1: listening to that in just a little bit so uh something i'd love to ask you about i feel like you know the culture of a cappella that is a that's a really big really really big topic figured that yeah. out in the first episode of this show i feel like the culture of a cappella in the mainstream media and how it's presented in popular culture it's 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 like a college campus thing that's how it's generally yeah. seen so i find it just ridiculously cool when it's not just like standard someone's just doing the standard thing of you know doing stuff that's on the radio or just songs they like but it's like a, there's a cultural group in a sense. And I, I mean, I just have no experience with that. And I find that fascinating. I know you weren't uh, in the group you mentioned, but it's clearly something that the, uh, your beatboxer was originally a part of, but it's something you brought into yeah. C-Note. And I just love to kind of understand your approach to that. Cause I feel like, you know, you look at a acapella group, it's just, there's not necessarily like an underlying, it's not like programmatic music or whatever. It's just yeah. like, uh, it's just, yeah, it's people singing, but when there's something kind of deeper or it incorporates, in, when it incorporates cultures other than just like, you know, whitest of the white United States, <laughs> I, think, I think that brings such another layer of cultural awareness to a lot of people who might not get that. So I just love to hear more about that if for no other reason to please educate me.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it's really cool because between the five of us, we all have extremely different backgrounds musically. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned, Shahira Beatboxer, he did a lot of loop stations and rapping and he was very in the hip hop world. He still is. And so he brings that to the table. For me, I was never, I was never a trained vocalist. I've like, I've never sung outside of like elementary school choir things Mm -hmm. because I was always doing like band things, marching band, that kind of stuff. And so joining a cappella in college, I was able to start singing more, Um, not being vocally trained. I was actually in like a punk band. I played (laughs) soul bands. Like I've been doing all these different kinds of singing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think having that a different musical experience definitely has contributed to the style of the group. Um, the other three, Isaiah, Lucy, and Michael, they, they all did choir growing up. They did music lessons, that kind of stuff. They were all, they're more, um, classically trained in that sense, Mm -hmm. have like the music theory and all that kind of stuff. And were in chorale, all that fancy choir stuff that I never did. And so (laughs) I think having that spectrum of like, kind of like the DIY musician and having like the trained people and like just different musical interests, like it's funny because, um, Michael and Isaiah, they do most of our arrangements, um, but we do a lot of Top 40 stuff, and they don't do, they don't listen to Top 40 music. And so it's funny, you make fun of them, it's like, I didn't know that pop song until Pentatonix did it. And I'm like, well, you could have asked me. Um, <laughs> um, so it's pretty funny, because I'll just like hear something really cool, I'm like, we could do this so well, listen to this. And so they kind of rely on me, me, Lucy, and Shakira a little bit more in the Top 40 world, and so it's cool to get their take on it when they're doing the arrangements, when they're not really immersed in that music world. Yeah. And so they kind of get a different take on it. No, abs- yeah, absolutely.
1: I think groups are most successful, not when you only just bring together like different uh, ideas or arrangements, but literally just different perspectives and different ways of approaching the mm-hmm. same art form. And it sounds like before I wanted you on the show, or before I heard about that, the boss of Akaville our head guy, he mentioned yeah. your group to me, and that stuck out to me like hardcore because it's not just I don't. It's it's taking this art form that I feel people think they have to do it a very specific way and completely just infusing it with something much deeper and you're bringing together all these different perspectives and ways of approaching, uh, music and vocal music. Yeah. And I think that just makes the like vocal tradition that your group is setting much richer and like educational, if nothing else, cause it's, you'd really think about like learning something from acapella, but learning about different ways to approach the same stuff. I think that is fantastic.
2: Yeah, and I think in addition to just having different musical um, experiences and ed- like different levels of music education, mm-hmm. outside of that, like we're all we're all super diverse. I mean, mm-hmm. we all in very different cultures and different families, and so I think that really and like the, the music that we listen to growing up, like the different stuff, like we're not only going to be listening to, I don't know, what, um, what do American kids listen to when <laughs> in their formative years? But like yeah. we're hearing like tons of world music, things in different languages, different styles that aren't really listened to a lot in Western music. And so just having that outside experience and having that culture experience outside of music even definitely has contributed to it. That's funny you mentioned this because we have this joke that we want to record an international album because we Ooh. all speak and sing in different languages. So Dude, do it. it first. <laughs> it's, it's in the books, but um, it's kind of a pipe dream. Once we finish this full-length album and people finish... Med school, their PhDs, a lot of Everyone's just—we're all super busy, but we have all these grand ideas that we. You have
1: people in med school <laughs> who are also in your group.
2: Yeah, so I'm actually working. Uh, I work full time at University of Washington, and uh-huh. I'm working on a full time grad program right now. Oh I'm wow! A master of Science and Communication. Lucy just started medical school at UW. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, our—we call him our. Bass a tenor. He's like he's this crazy he's like a bass, but he sings baritone through like a tenor range. It's interesting insane. Yeah. Um, but he's actually the one in LA right now and he is working on his I wanna say PhD in psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Something fancy like that. <laughs> um shahir works in finance and he also has a side business where he um he narrates video games, like that's what. Oh,
1: what what games? Is... Yeah. Sorry, I just want to really say, loud.
2: I think it's Destiny.
1: Are you kidding me? Holy oh, like, oh my gosh! He's like
2: he's low key, he's low key famous. So we. <laughs> and I'm then Michael, gonna Facebook actually...
1: stalk this guy and talk yeah, to him about I'll Destiny. Give you, I'll
2: give you the contact info. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael, our um, our our main bassist, he um, he's a comput- computer science engineer, and so yeah, we're all just like trying to be young professionals while also pursuing these acapella dreams so yeah we're just that's so cool (laughs) it's it's really fun um
1: absolutely and i think this is you know you're talking about all these different things you guys are doing i think that speaks to the like uniqueness and kind of the character of the group you can create when you're not just at a college when you're at when you're in a post-collegiate group because no matter you know if i wanted to start a group here at uh colorado state that, uh, with the students here yeah that's going to be awesome and i'm sure we'll all bring different perspectives but it's going to be like of people who are all kind of in the same life journey right now we're all students yeah. and when you have people that are in one in a completely different state but all pursuing different things i just i that just seems you're diversifying the like acapella gene pool as but not in a (laughs) weird way and i i just i would love to have the perspective of like a computer science major on my arrangement i know that's like not because i think computer science majors like arrange or have some technical way of doing it but it's because just all those different voices and like the diversity of that the inclusion and diversity i cannot imagine is anything but awesome for trying to direct you know a a group that is not associated with a university. So good on you for creating something. That's really, really cool.
2: (laughs) Definitely. It's really fun. And sometimes it's, sometimes it sucks because we're, we have so much fun like creating and making music together. And then we're, then we comes to the reality that we're like, Oh, we have to go back to work now. And so we, we definitely juggle with that. Um, and we've, We've kind of experimented with like having subs and like stand ins, that kind of thing. Um, we've pretty much come to the conclusion at this point that we're just gonna stick to the five of us. We've created this musical and friendship bond that we can't really be replaced, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't really emulate it with different people. And so we've just, we're like, this is it. We're gonna be the five of us. And regardless of how many times you go in and have to an we'll always be seen out with the five of us. And so it's really cool to have that to come back to regardless of like whatever we're doing in our lives. Absolutely. That is
1: ridiculously heartwarming. It makes me want to go <laughs> start another group. You that, should. I, I want to. Okay. Well, let's, you know what? Let's talk about that just for a second here. Okay. So I'm giving, this is didn't tell her people. I did not say I was going to ask her this, but so just you're coming from a much different perspective than I am and a much more <laughs> experienced perspective. I'm chilling on the Colorado state campus. Well, I'm like, five minutes off campus, but I'm on, I'm at Colorado state. I want to start a group. I've started a group before, but I want it. I, I don't know. Do I want to start a TTB one or do I want to start an SATB one? How, what is your advice to, well, to me and to people who are, you know, kind of want to take that creative leap and create their own group. Maybe don't know exactly which way to go with it.
2: Yeah. Um Sorry, I just
1: dropped that on you,
2: hardcore. A, that is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I actually joined Husky Slash Formata in the second year that I had ever existed on campus. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, oh, a choir that sings pop music. This sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wasn't there in like the initial stages of creation in that in that way. Um, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of college groups start with their, they find out their doormate sings or yeah. <laughs> someone in their major sings. And so a lot of schools will have groups within departments, even. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the case for UW. We have a very large campus. We're 45,000 plus. Oof. It's insane. And so getting the word out on that campus like that is really difficult. Um, but we do open auditions. Anyone can audition if they want to. Um, so it's, pretty t- it's a pretty typical collegiate audition process. As mm-hmm. far as starting your own, I mean, just find one or two other people that have the same like passion who wanna have the same amount of fun that you do singing mm-hmm. and just go from there. I mean, you have to have people that believe in it and are gonna commit and have the same I don't know, the same love for it. Yeah. Um yeah, as far as starting your own group out of if you want to start one outside of college or like Yeah, that was college, that was gonna
1: be my follow-up question. Cause yeah. that I have I started one group in my undergrad, but I I'd love to do one when I'm outside of um, grad school. And again, no idea how to do that at all.
2: Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of difficult because the good thing about collegiate groups is that most of the time, well, you're all going to be students first of all. And so Mm -hmm. the classes on campus aren't going to go any later than probably like nine o'clock. So there's always going to be at least some window of time they are able to always commit to as far as scheduling goes. Yeah. And so that's always a good thing because most of the time we are on campus. When you leave college, everyone is doing their own thing. Like I was, I mean, if you just look at the five of us and see, you no, know, we're all all over the map <laughs> as far as what we're doing outside mm-hmm. of acapella. And so um, scheduling is probably the most difficult thing. Um, I also act as the band manager. Um, mm-hmm. Being a manager of your own group is a whole nother story. Um, but I enjoy that kind of thing, making schedules, all that kind of stuff. And so, just finding people at the end of the day, you all have to have the same vision and the same mm-hmm. passion for what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, and that's with, with any band, with any project, any, any group or any collective thing that you're doing out, mm-hmm. even outside of music, like the team is only going to work if you all have the same vision and the same passion for what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: and with us, the five of us in Cino, I think we have, definitely establish what that is. And so that's why we're able to continue making music and like doing gigs whenever we can. Um, this past year we went on a 10 day West coast tour, despite the fact that we were all working, going to school full time. And so just like making, just making the leap and like just going for it, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. you have nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as, like finding people i mean i was lucky because it was like right after i had graduated college and so i was able to pick from people that i had sung with before and i had that resource and so definitely while you're still in school keep an eye out for your favorite beatboxers and go from there um but it's cool too if you have like even like musician friends that might have not done acapella um they're a great resource for acapella people because they'll bring in that other musical, um, yeah. perspective.
1: musical diversity, man. That is like yeah, the, exactly. that is the tagline, the hashtag for this part of the episode. Yes, so, far. <laughs> uh, so why don't we take a second here and actually listen to C notes. So Amanda, what are we going to be listening to?
2: Yeah. This track is called dark blue horse. It's from our debut EP called vocal static. Um, you can actually check it out on Apple Music and Spotify if you want. Um, but this is a mashup of Katy Perry and Eiffel 65 with an original rap by Shahir Afteb.
1: Awesome. So we're going to take a listen to that and we'll be right back here on Acapella.
0: You're listening to community supported Acaville Radio, streaming Acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. Yeah, you yeah.
3: Okay. you Let's let
4: Pulling at you like a doghouse. Are you ready for, ready for?
3: It's no time to rest, trying to be the best Take more, no less, trying to pass the test And if you thought we were the underdogs Please go ahead and think twice We from Seattle, so everything we do nice Bring a acapella, it's own shine We checked our watch and it's our time We see the signs in the state of mind No matter what, we'll make it to the front of the line If you thought we couldn't do it Well, guess what, we right here Put our city on the map and reach our dreams with no fear Do you wanna play with
4: magic? know what you're falling for you did I do me. No, cause, cause I'm coming wild. at you like a dog Are you ready for, ready for A perfect storm, perfect storm Cause once you're mine, once you're mine See no?
0: Good taste in music? Well, of course you do. You're listening to Occaville. So share those discerning ears with others and have your own program right here on the Acaville Air. We're looking for a few DJs to start their own programs right here. And with just a handful of hours per week, you can get your program all over the world. So check it out, info at accaville.com And don't let that good taste go to waste.
2: And welcome back to Tacapella.
1: Ooh, that was a really good one. Now, like, I've always been, I always ask people to bring us back in, and then I always like, be, like, give them ratings. And so far, all of them have been so good on this season. So good for you, Amanda. You have a good yes. radio voice. Uh, okay, so then, uh, Amanda, something else I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you're from Seattle, I'm from mm-hmm. Portland, even though I'm currently in Fort Collins, and uh, I did my undergrad in Tacoma. I have family in seattle i have family in portland and those are two very you know i don't think they're technically sister cities but they're they're kind of you know artisanal they're very you get a sense of homegrown and like that's a term i can use to apply to a city but it's they are cities, and obviously acapella is bigger on the acapella is bigger on the East Coast than it is on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But they are cities that when I started getting into acapella and just kind of looking around, I was really surprised that they were not bigger. That the acapella sorry, yeah. <laughs> not the cities in terms of size, but the acapella scene in the cities weren't bigger. And it sounds like you have you know been taking a concentrated effort to try and change that, just with your group and trying to build a culture in regards to Seattle and trying to, I mean, your group's named Sino after Seattle. So mm-hmm. um, I just kind of love to hear about what that's been like. It's not a very, you know, it's a, it's a big thing trying to yeah. establish something like that. And I tried to do that just on like my campus. and I can't imagine doing that for like a whole city and that's awesome undertaking. And I just love to hear more about what you've done in regards to that.
2: Yeah. I mean, starting a band in general is already difficult to get like mm-hmm. to gain steam in that and to want to start an acapella band <laughs> the most <laughs> niche musical thing you could probably do in seattle right now um <laughs> it's definitely been quite the experience um before our group started picking up more steam like i couldn't even like put my finger on one other like 20 somethings group and mm-hmm. i feel like that's that's when you should, that's when it's really like kicking up. I mean, you just graduated college. There should be tons of these groups around doing stuff. Um, But I mean, I think in the Pacific Northwest definitely has a history of acapella. Um, I mean, like the coats, they're super fake. Everyone knows them in acapella. And I think there were a lot, a lot of groups in that um, generation, but I feel like there was a really big gap. I don't know what happened (laughs) to create that gap. Uh Uh-huh. we have, obviously, Seattle has a really rich musical history. Um, I'm like cliche, but like Nirvana, like no, yeah. Hendrix, and like we have a really, really big hip hop scene. And so I think as those genres maybe were picking up steam, maybe people forgot about acapella. I don't know. That's, don't really that's know entirely possible. Um, but yeah, like you were mentioning, the East Coast has such a strong acapella community. And I feel like when I was creating this group and like looking for other like mentors or just other groups to do shows with, or just get like advice from, like I couldn't really find anyone. And so we, I felt like we were kind of just like doing it on our own, like just doing our own thing. And I feel like that has lended itself to, um, our relatively unique sound, I guess. Because yeah. we don't have like a thing. I was besides. gonna say like we love pentatonics, obviously. Like who doesn't love pentatonics? And so people are gonna I would gonna...
1: love to find someone actually who doesn't <laughs> love pentatonics. Like literally yeah. find them and just sit down and talk with them and yeah beat them up. that
2: would be a great segment. Actually just cool quick like quick that.
1: plug here. If you don't like pentatonics, please tweet me. You can be on an episode, <laughs> like no questions asked, we'll do it. Okay. Please continue, yes. Amanda. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, so besides like pentatonics and like the groups you would sing on sing off and like there was no one really local around to like give us that like, it, yeah, yeah, like, we didn't have anyone to mentor us for that kind of thing. And so that definitely um, was good and bad in ways. But it was good because we kind of just like, did our own thing. And now, you know, is somewhat of a thing like, people, yeah, if people are looking up Seattle cappella, like they're gonna see us. And so that's pretty cool. They're gonna see you. Sorry, <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> no, but I think that makes I think that makes a lot of sense in regards to yes. It's always great to have like advice and models. To I mean, I based my acapella group off of uh, the Timberman. I based them off of yeah. the Blanks uh, from the TV show Scrubs and uh, yeah. the Crossmen from C Off College. Those were the main ones, and then just little things here and there. And mm-hmm. and I love my group, and it's great. But I think there's something. Uh, really unique when you just do it from scratch and you get like something that is 100% yours completely.
2: And I think not to discredit all of the amazing groups that'll come out of the Pacific Northwest. No, yeah, no, (laughs) Um, no, no. no. But I mean, it just felt like that because there was no, we didn't have any peers doing it around us. And
1: even, even if there are like a ton of awesome, like Portland or Seattle groups that we just don't know about, it's not your fault that, (laughs) <laughs> like, and it's not their fault either. It's the yeah. fact that we don't have like a community, really. We don't have a... It's The culture is just not as big here. And so it's harder yeah. for groups, even if there are other groups, to reach out and to make those connections because the infrastructure, the like mm-hmm. cultural systematic infrastructure is not available for you to take advantage of. And yeah. that's hard, but I think it's led to you guys creating something 100% your own, which is really admirable because I think a lot of people might just look at it and be like, well, you know, I don't really know how to do this. And instead of kind of blazing my own trail, um, I think I just kind of want to wait till something else comes along and maybe just join along with that. So good for you for yeah. making your own thing and not being afraid to just kind of like, all right, well, we're going to do this. Here we go. Yeah,
2: And we, I kind of took it to the next level, actually. Um, me and three other friends, we, we met through joint concerts. And so Isaiah Raglan and Matt from Central Washington University over in Ellensburg. They were in their um, co-ed group called NADA Cantata. And so they randomly invited us to do a joint concert with Fermata. And we're like, sure, why not? And so we met up and did a show. Um, We have this thing called the Annual Northwest Acapella Festival. Yeah. Um, And so we did our seventh annual festival this past year um and this was the first year that it was hosted by a someone that it was not a university and so in addition to colin donahue who was over at western washington university he was in their men's group called undefined who is now rebel Clough. <laughs> wait they're um, called what now they're called rebel Clef.
1: Re- oh that okay yeah. that's good
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> all the music puns today um But yeah, so The Four of Us, we started CAMI, which is also known as the Contemporary Acapella Musicians Institute.
1: Yes, I have heard of that.
2: Yeah, so we are actually a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization. And our goal is basically to create and harness this community. Um, Like there's the big orgs like CASA and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, But there's really no presence in the Pacific Northwest. And so we were like, well, we should do something about it. So we created this org, um, in July of 2015 and we hosted the first ANWAC as a non-university this past year. And so it was a really great experience. Um, we bring in probably 180 singers, so 200 singers every year for that event. And so it's really great, um, just to start that just start getting that community and like all that networking. And like, it's cool because we would have never seen these groups otherwise. And so to see and hear groups from Washington, Oregon, we even had a group from Montana this year for the first time. And so that was really cool. Nice. Uh, Just seeing what other people are doing on their campuses and making those connections. And yeah, so we have, we have other plans as far as programming goes, but we have, so yeah, the annual Northwest acapella festival happens every winter springish um we did an a cappella on tap show this summer what's that some pro groups and so um i was actually introduced to this thing this year um but I, there's a, some, there's something called opera on tap and so opera Ooh. singers will get hired and they go and they just perform in like bars and cafes i want to do that i want to yeah, do both right. of those so like we have a friend who's really in really into the opera scene and she was telling us about this and i was like well we should do an a cappella on tap and so we did. And so C Note performed. We had Twenty Twenty out there, which is another. Um, it's Matt and Isaiah's group. They graduated and created. Um, they're actually no, a sex. They were a, they're a quintet, but they just mm-hmm. had a person. So that's pretty exciting. And a girl a group called Girl Band. And so I know people in Girl Band. I know two of the members in that. They're that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And so we were able to have this first ever acapella on top event. Um, just just creating these open spaces for people that love acapella love music or just also being in an environment where people have probably have never even heard of acapella before outside so, of like a pitch perfect situation so being in like <laughs> cafes and bars and stuff it's cool because you will catch those people and they'll usually just be amazed that you're singing with like a beatboxer <laughs> so it's a really cool really fun low-key experience to just connect with each other network with each other and like meet new acapella uh-huh. fans actually and so just creating those kind of community based events and like meetups, all that kind of stuff. Um, Having resources for people in the Pacific Northwest, as far as how to start a group, how to to manage a group, how to arrange for a group, just anything that, (laughs) that we would have wanted when we were starting it basically is what we're trying to have Cami be essentially. And so it's been really fun this past, actually we were, one year old now so that's pretty exciting happy birthday Uh, yeah um so yeah cami is a thing that has been a really fun thing for us and we're just really trying to make acapella thing in the pacific northwest
1: dude so you not only started your own group but you literally started a non-profit acapella organization i mean i i would never have thought of that
2: doesn't get more pretty hardcore (laughs) yeah
1: i mean i literally can't think of (laughs) i don't know what else you could like do i mean that is literally like the definition of like creating an acapella community that's so if people like like so in addition to hosting anwac like what 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 else do you guys do if my group wanted my old group wanted to get in contact with you guys like Hmm? what what's what, what what are the possibilities for that
2: yeah, um, we don't. Nothing is very. We're pretty. We're still pretty new. Like, yeah, we're absolutely. Year old, um, but we just want to be that resource. Mm-hmm. Regardless, like anything acapella related, we want to be there to help you. Between the four of us, we've probably been through it through our musical experiences, through school, college acapella, and all of us being in, I guess, semi-pro groups, if you want to call it that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah you can we're on all social media channels we have a website cami-northwest.org it's c-a-m-i-n-w.org mm-hmm. um so you can just read our bios learn about what we did acapella wise um but yeah we all have really we have different strengths i would say i'm very much a conceptual acapella person like these big grand scheme ideas to happen so i do a lot of group management group scheduling um how to basically be a group, how to function as a group, that kind of thing is probably where my strengths are. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah and Matt have won numerous arranging and choreography um, awards. Colin is an incredible vocal percussionist. Just like between the four of us, we all have such diverse backgrounds and specialties in acapella, and so we're, if anyone were to come to us and be like, hey, how can I start a group? How should I run my auditions? How should I advertise my new album? I mean, we're, we collectively, we have all of these experiences. And so we don't have a structured way yet of providing these resources, but like we're just, yeah, we're just, we're honestly an open book. Like, you have any questions about acapella? We will get you the resources dude that's that's really
1: awesome i'm going to message my group after this be like hey you guys need to contact yeah, these people we
2: have a contact page so you should use it <laughs> we're gonna
1: plug everything at the end of this episode people so don't worry if you didn't catch all of that we will give you all the instagram the twitter handles everything uh awesome so we're gonna take a, another quick little break here
2: yes the track that i chose was the baddest girl i just love this track it's one of my favorite original songs
1: from Pentatonix. So. awesome so we're gonna hear that the baddest girl performed by pentatonics you're listening to tacapella on AkaVille radio and we will be right back Ta-da.
0: you're listening to community supported AkaVille radio streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org acaville giving listeners worldwide something to sing about right up, up, up. Do you
3: really love me? Do. At least pretend I love me, girl, I don't care if that love is real They say you're the baddest girl around You take your men and then you shoot them down They tell me to get out while I can Cause she ain't good for your man So I listened and ran But your body's got me thinking twice Your reputation do not matter with those eyes Don't care if you lying from the start Just, Just take my heart and break it Cause I am ready for you Take me on a ride, baby You never know if something's good until you try Do Girl, I don't care if that love is real whoa, whoa, don't care if that love is real Don't care if that love, love, don't care if that love, 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 love. They say you're the baddest girl around A heart that's breaking is your favorite sound Don't even know what you gon' put me through You're having deja vu, just another man down So I am ready for you, take me There's something good until you try Girl, I don't care if that love is real You are the girl of my dreams I know this love ain't real But make believe it's good enough for me And if you give me a chance, somehow I'll change your mind Though I know, you know, but I know I'm wasting my time
1: back to Tacapella today i'm joined by amanda tran who is pretty much revolutionizing the acapella scene oh in seattle <laughs> yes i'm and i'm not making that up if you guys didn't hear the earlier parts of this episode she has started not just a group but like a freaking non-profit which i didn't know that like that's a thing you could do apparently you can and you can make an acapella non-profit well, okay i knew you could make an acapella non-profit because that's literally what acaville is but like just doing it just to create to better the community that's awesome i can't get over that i just want to commend you again amanda and i'm sure all our (laughs) listeners will love to just send you lots of fan mail just for doing that um okay so another thing so amanda you you know when we're talking about this episode you laid out your long list of like qualifications and all these things that you've done and two things popped out to me as one is things that um i've never done Two, there are things I've always wanted to do, and there are also things that we've never talked about on the show. And those yeah. are touring and albums. Both of those things were ideas we explored with my group in undergrad. Neither of them came to fruition. Uh, and I'm just wondering, like, how do you, you, know, we'll spend time on both. First off, like, how, how do you schedule an acapella tour? What how What's the, not just even scheduling? Like, how do you put together a tour? Like, what are the logistics? Yeah. What are the crazy hoops and hurdles you have to jump through?
2: The big the first thing that's the hardest thing to do is finding a chunk of time where every member is completely free <laughs> to go on tour mm-hmm. so once you have however long you want to go I think we did we were out for like 10 days um, once you have your chunk of time that's when you'll start um, picking your locations where you want to play and the locations we picked were based on where we had friends that were in our college yeah. groups and so we were able to do shows with them which is really fun but also like introduce their fans to To our group and so yeah kind of a mutual thing we have family and relatives and like like friends in those cities outside of our hometown but then also the fans of the local groups and so just having that experience and just meeting new people and just sharing the music um you'll you really have to have someone who is super gung-ho and very organized to make Mm -hmm. this happen Um, I'm very much a spreadsheet person, so there was literally a spreadsheet for every single thing. Um, pretty much every hour of our 10 days was allotted to something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so making sure, um, because now you're in charge, if you're going to take on the task of being the booking and the tour manager, you're going to be in charge of every single person in the group and where they're going to be at that time, when you're going to get food, when you're going to load into the venue, when you're going to sound check, when they can use the bathroom when they can use the bathroom, when they can breathe. <laughs> um, so just having someone who is going to be willing to take on that managerial role and just really, like, it's going to be difficult, especially if you're in the group, because in addition to being the manager, you'll have to do all the performances as well. And yeah. so. So making sh- if you can find someone who wants to be your true manager outside of the acapella group, like kudos to them.
1: That um, whoever are, that, that person the is, <laughs> that, they are like an angel because yeah. that is <laughs> that is a rare person to come across.
2: And I will be your true manager. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're able to find someone outside of an acapella group to be your true manager, that would be ideal. But that's probably very unlikely. Um, but yeah, I am open to being tour manager. So just give me a call.
1: <laughs> Do it. They can pay you in like. <laughs> monopoly money and you know because exactly. we, cause we all make so a, much money i would I, I would do that too except i'm probably not nearly as qualified as you so contact amanda people don't contact me oh. uh so the like in regards to tour okay so you said you like lay out spreadsheets and everything yeah what's how do you deal and this is something we talked about a bit last week with our guest alex atkins um on last week's episode about like we talked a ton about sound design a acapella how do you like you know you're performing you know if you're 10 day tour like 10 or more venues or you know maybe a break day you know here there whatever um how do you deal with like the sound being different at each place yeah, like that's
2: a great question that
1: i just have to imagine is ridiculous how do you do it
2: yeah So while you're booking the tour, um, most venues will have um, like equipment specs on their website. And if not, you can always just email the booking manager at those venues to give you um, because all venues will have like in-house equipment that you're able to use if you're doing a show there. Mm -hmm. So you can at least know what's there and available. And if you need to bring any of your own stuff with you, you can.
4: Uh Uh,
2: Most of these venues will have a a house sound engineer. And 100% of the time, they probably have never done sound engineering for an Oscar show. <laughs> yep. So um, if you're a group, um, depending if you're a collegiate group that has experience with being everyone on a mic or soloists and beatboxers only on a mic or for the case of C-Note, like all five of us are on our own mic. Um, however you're going to perform on tour, you need to practice that way. And so you can get mm-hmm. start getting the idea of how you want to sound and that way, you can articulate that to the sound engineer who has probably never done sound for acapella. Um, for this particular tour, we brought, we did bring our own interface and our own mics, but we actually ended up not using any of it. Oh um, wow! We were able to use all the equipment that was available at the venues, and all the engineers we worked with, luckily, were super like responsive and like understanding of what we were trying to like trying to do with this acapella yeah. um And you're always gonna get sound check. So that's always a great time to make sure everything is going smoothly and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's every venue is, it's going to vary on equipment, quality, sound engineer, knowledge, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. And also the venue diversity, like we played in like a bar situation that had a stage. We played in a cafe. We played in a super nice college, like theater, and so we were going like the range of yeah. venues in quality of venue and quality of just sound in those types of all those different types of rooms is going to be different every time and you just have to be ready to roll with the punches basically and sometimes you won't even get monitors so <laughs> you gotta be able to sing without hearing yourself oh god i hate seat, that in ear monitors or something like that which is also a note pipe dream to get like individual oh yeah full speakers. set yeah. Um, but yeah, you just have to be ready to sing and roll with anything that comes your way. <laughs> I believe that. What was yeah.
1: your like favorite kind of venue to perform in while on tour?
2: Yeah. Um, favorite venue, um, which is like
1: type of venue, not necessarily a specific Yeah, like I don't have a
2: particular favorite type of venue. I think it was cool when we played, we put at this little bar called neck of the woods in downtown San Francisco um cool story i messaged deke sharon and i was like hey i know you live around here oh and my gosh he dropped by our show so that was like we were all freaking out shout out to deke
1: i really <laughs> oh it is my yeah. dream to have deke on an episode
2: yes one day one happen. day but yeah he was it was really cool um and i i feel like that was a standout show because i mean he was there not only because he was there but the <laughs> fact that like we were in a bar like singing acapella like that's so weird <laughs> yeah the, like people came out to a bar to listen to acapella was just so weird and the fact that it went over really well was really cool like even the bar owners are like that was such a cool show like we never had anything like that here before and so like yeah just having that experience with everyone there was really cool because it's something that we i've never experienced before that, so that was really cool
1: <laughs> that gives me like <laughs> confidence to try and get yes. an cappella tour going it's first true. i have to join a group but yes that's yeah that sounds awesome yeah so I mean, then like the second thing it's kind of in that similar vein i feel like uh tour and out al- and making an album are like two big steps that like that, that like even if you're collegiate like that shows you've like really taken a big step forward and you've kind of quote unquote at least somewhat made it as a group not, <laughs> not necessarily like yeah we're gonna be fine for the rest of our lives but like it's a huge milestone and i think yeah. a really solid indicator of success for a group if you have an album and you mentioned you've like done that and have experience with it so just knowledge drop us because i don't know anything again that is a recurring yeah. theme on this show how much i don't know so please take it away <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so before me joining this weird acapella world, um, I did a lot of um, like we like to joke we call it real music with like <laughs> <laughs> a real band per se. Um, but yeah, I was in like a punk band, a soul band, like I did singer songwritery stuff. And so I've had like in studio like experience before. I recorded my own EP solo project about a year and a half ago too. So mm-hmm. having just that studio experience initially helped so much in, because I also worked as the album coordinator and like the one who plans and schedules everything as well. And so Mm -hmm. just having that prior experience and even just being next to a mic was such, was such a great, um, background to have in going and planning the C note albums. Um, because if you think like college groups are what, like 14, 18 people, give or take majority of them probably have never recorded anything in their yeah. life and so um just going it's it's pretty scary i mean you're like walking into this room and you're just singing your own part by yourself into a mic yeah it's even just having that experience alone it's it's so helpful and so having that background definitely helped a lot um we worked with the vocal company who mm-hmm. like specifically works with acapella people and so that was really cool to have super knowledgeable people um walking through the process with us as far as like how recording is going to go all the schedule all that kind of stuff and so they were they were great um the second time around, for our full-length album we actually we worked with george whitaker who actually is um he we met him through mutual friends actually through 2020 which is our mm-hmm. um, friend's group and they went to college together over at central and he does i mean most sound engineers will not outside of the vocal company they probably have never done any acapella <laughs> um, george is an incredible sound engineer and musician and so he's done a lot of instrumental stuff band stuff classical stuff pretty much any music um and so it was really cool to work with him because obviously he was super well versed in sound engineering recording music mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but having that outside perspective per se, because if you're pretty much almost every acapella album out there right now is going to be done by someone in the community. Yeah. In the acapella recording community. And so this time around we worked with George and it was a really great experience. And I think the final product will definitely be be even more, I don't know, like unique for lack of a better word, but it's going to have, it's going to have a different sound because because of our musical backgrounds and experience, but also because we're working primarily with someone who is not, I don't know, jaded by doing acapella. Only. <laughs> <laughs> jaded by, yeah. And so it's cool because he doesn't only do acapella. And so having outside ears, I guess. Absolutely. Is a really cool experience. Um, but yeah, but as far as um, planning and deciding to do an album, it's, it's kind of the same thing as deciding to do a tour and just, planning it I mean you just have to make the decision everyone in your group needs to be on board
4: Mm -hmm. and
2: have a clear idea of what the goals and objectives are and once you're all on that same page like you just have to go for it um yeah just (laughs)
1: gung-ho <laughs> dude awesome that's this is all so inspiring and heartwarming i want to i want to go do all these things now <laughs> so i that is just about all the time we have today but amanda thanks so much for coming on the show and before we yeah, close so. out with uh, one more song please give us your like full list of Plug everything. Tell us all the things that you're involved in and where that people can get a hold of you or message you either for advice for Cami, or just to say hi or to follow your dog on Instagram. What's yeah. what's what is the list of things? Give it to us. Definitely.
2: If you want to contact me directly, all of my Internet things are linked to Amanda Tran Rocks. You can also find me at atranmusic.com for any one who wants to listen to some non acapella music once in a while <laughs> <laughs> why um, would you want to do that Yeah, i yeah i don't know i'm
1: gonna cut that part out of the recording in the final edit
2: <laughs> um to find um c note it's s-e-a-n-o-t-e music and you can on any social media channel it'll be c note music um we're also on apple music um spotify pretty much any internet thing will have and acaville some- Hey. Yes, in Acapell. <laughs> so you should follow Acapell on all social media channels. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're if you're starting a group, looking for resources, have any questions somewhat related to acapella, definitely reach out to the Contemporary Acapella Musicians Institute or CAMI for short. We're here to help you and make your acapella dreams a reality. Essentially, <laughs> um, we are sounds Washington like an insurance State. company. No, I know, right? We are Seattle-based, but we will help anyone who wants to do acapella. Um, but you can find us at cami-nw.org. That's c-a-m-i-n-w.org. And Boom. Like, that's it.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's that's the longest list of like I've had people just be like, oh yeah, I don't have a Twitter, and that's it. And so it's just, but and that is like. All these things. Awesome. And then everyone, you know, I say it every time. You can follow me on Twitter at John Lampus. Uh, but also, more importantly, follow at Occaville Radio on Twitter. We are constantly looking for new people to join. We are hardcore expanding right now. We are kidnapping people off the streets and <laughs> forcing them to listen to acapella for us. It's really humane and great. And uh, Amanda, I just want to say thanks again so much for coming on the show for Tacapella Season 2. It's really great to start getting out more into the real world, especially knowing that, like, Cammie is a thing now. That's yeah. awesome. So, Amanda, what's the last song that we're going to play out the episode with?
2: Last song I'm going to hear is from the SoCal Vocals, which was my very first collegiate YouTube acapella video. Oh, cute. So I love this group. They're incredible every time they hit the stage. And this is Hit Me, which is a Dirty Loops cover, which happens to be one of my favorite bands.
1: Dude, yeah. Dirty Loops. Also, non-Acapella plug. go look up Dirty Loops. They're amazing. It'll the change could, your life. It is <laughs> so crazy. We would listen to that stuff every night before the opera. It was... It was a, great tradition. Alright everyone, thanks for listening to Capella. I'm your host John Lampus. We had an awesome guest today with Amanda Tran who I hope will be on future episodes because this was ridiculously fun to put together. Thanks so much for listening. For everything Acapella, stay tuned. Hidden
4: changed round midnight <laughs> Left a message, yeah. 100 I yeah. wish that you could be deleted yeah. Your number yeah. is hanging on a thread I'm sick and yeah. tired yeah. But deep inside I know I'm screwed I still broke the server